Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey guys, happy day! Happy day! Hi friends, how are ya? I, I mean, an answer. Ashley and I have been better. I was answering. This astrological uh, new moon in Aries has really just brought us back to the emotions that we had early in the pandemic when everyone was dying. It was, yeah, like it was yesterday I had to take a Xanax and take a nap. Well, in other news, today's episode is brought to you by Snack Riot, which is a snack subscription box dedicated to bringing you healthier snack options. And we're going to be talking to uh, the two founders of it in today's episode. And in the meantime, we'll be tasting some of these uh, snacks while we're chilling with you, which is literally heaven on earth for me. I love snacking. Ashley, I'm starting with the uh, peanut butter banana brittle which is just delicious because we interviewed them a few minutes ago and I had my savory so now I'm having my sweet I think I'm gonna do these barbecue cheese crisps because literally oh I just had those the whisks cheese, yeah cheese always wins I always had that they're good they're a little sweet too there's some ASMR for you guys ooh light as air she's mm. eating a wisp mm. it's a wisp it's a BBQ wisp and Parmesan They cheese. have that yummy, like, Caesar salad cheese crisp. Yeah. But then, like, a little sweetness of the barbecue, light and airy. Let's see how many. Two grams of carbs, 10 grams of protein, gluten-free. 170 calories for the bag, which really isn't bad. Especially no. if this is all you eat for your meal. <laughs> I mean, I did have three of the Snack Riot things as my meal. I but know. nevertheless, so delicious. And yeah. we're also going to be talking a, kind of a, a double thing here, which is how to deal uh, with disciplining other people's children and also having family members stay with you. Hot topics based on some experiences that I've had recently and some experiences Ashley will have in the near future. But as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, the tits and the shits. I'll start. I'm going to just eat another cheese wisp while you're talking. Okay, so I'm going to start with my tits. My tits are the haunted activity in my house has revved up a little bit. Oh. We had a little bit of a lull. When we first moved in, I had the experiences of like the dark shadows. You saw them too. Lee felt the bed shake. Um, I heard voices. Nothing ominous, just some activity. And then I did a sage thing. I told them that they were, I, I said out loud, it's okay for you to stay here as long as you're not malevolent. Like, I get it. You were here before me. As long as you're a friendly ghost. Just be ghost, cool, ghost. Just be chill. Just be cool. I hadn't mentioned to my sister and my stepmom that my house was haunted. And they came to stay. My sister brought her three kids. She brought my stepmom. First night we're here. It was just basically like musical chairs of what kids are sleeping in what room with what adult. So my stepmom mom had two of the kids with a baby monitor for the other kid and then we had another kid with a baby monitor it was like baby monitor central anyway my stepmom went to bed with the kids first and one kid was in another room so she had the baby monitor for that other kid and we stayed up a little later and then we said we were going to take the morning shift boring 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 however the next morning my stepmom I asked her how she slept and she's like well not great and I was like oh no is it having both kids in the room she's like no through the baby monitor I heard 99 bottles of beer on the 
wall, sung by what sounded like a band of super happy drunken sailors. What? And it went on for like an hour and a half really loud. And then I turned the baby monitor off and it continued. And it was like loud as day. It didn't seem like a neighbor. It seemed like a bunch of sailors were downstairs and it was coming up through is this the, the first time someone has slept in that room what room was it uh my mom's room and no my mom has slept in that room and she didn't hear anything huh well that's strange <laughs> <laughs> and she's like it wasn't scary i just was like normally if i wasn't so tired i would be into like the drunk sailors it seemed really fun actually but is it wrong that i'm not even like scared i'm just like judging whoever like died in your house and is singing like this is the company they kept and that's the song they chose to sing like <laughs> sing like bitch better have my money not 99 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall well, they're old timey ghosts, Ashley, when only four songs existed. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to eat another wisp. <laughs> and then my sister said that she also heard some weird things through the baby monitor. And I was like. What did she hear? She said she heard men talking like they were in a business meeting. <laughs> so are these motherfuckers sailors or businessmen? <laughs> Maybe they're business sailors in the front. <laughs> Party sailors in the back. That's what the name of this episode is. Business sailors, sailors, sailors in the front, in the party, front. Sailors party sailors in the back. In the back. <laughs> it's a like, moment. choose a lane, dead people. Anyway, I'm sort of excited, and I think that whenever I have some headspace, which might be never, I gotta do some research <laughs> on, it might be like the year 2000. It might be like in 10 years from now, but I really want to do some research on what's up with my house yeah that's there is the old the original like joke between me and lee was when we first moved in the people who lived here had left a couple of things behind like on purpose or whatever a lot of them were stuff that we had talked about like this rug or whatever and (laughs) sailor dickies a pirate's path. Yeah. Buried treasure. <laughs> semen. You know, people just leaving semen behind. <laughs> In the back, back basement, like where we don't really go, is a, what I, from day one, dubbed the haunted trunk. It's a hella old wooden, I don't even want to call it a footlocker because it predates anything with a buckle. Mm-hmm. It looks like from the early 1900s. Some what's sort in of, it? Uh, nothing. Uh, maybe you should get rid of it. I was like, that's a haunted box. That box be haunted. Yeah. Like, yeah. I use my Brian Fellows voice and I'm like, yo, that box is haunted. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. There's, there she blows up. <laughs> there she blows. Luna has been saying she wants an eye patch lately. Maybe she's being maybe haunted. she's being possessed by the. I mean, they sound like happy dead. <laughs> well, it depends sailors. if they're it depends if they're business sailors or party sailors. I don't know what those business sailors are talking about. Business sailors make a lot more sense to me in that house than like <laughs> just fucking sailor sailors. You don't even live by the water. Why are there sailors? <laughs> like if you lived on a beach or something, that would make sense. But you live in Montclair. <laughs> As Luda calls it, Moncler, like it's French. <laughs> Maybe the trunk is from a business sailor. Maybe, Ashley, picture this. Maybe there was a naval seaman who rose up through the ranks, made some money, and moved to Montclair. And he kept his seaman's box. <laughs> I'm just going to keep <laughs> seaman. To remind him of the times when he had deep raw dog anal with fellow boys until oh he decided goodness. to sell. 
settled down with his wife That's and kids. That's a turn. Lord, why is it better be raw dog? <laughs> why? It's olden times. What were they going to use? Like, uh, they had contraceptives and dildos all the way back in ancient Greece. Yeah, but it was like dung. Like, put some. Yeah, it sucked, but it existed. <laughs> put some nitrogen in your asshole. It's or like they like rolled that. up some fucking leather and shoved it in themselves. <laughs> I'm serious. Like fucking coarse ass goat leather or something. Well, I think. I think that this guy was a party sailor first. In the back. And then a literally, business sailor. Literally and figuratively, he was a party sailor in the back. And then he settled down with his wife and kids and had to leave those business. The sailor butt fucking ways behind. <laughs> and then became a business sailor in the front. And then he he just longed. It was his yearnings for his his sailor self. His It was yearning for semen. Cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. So that's my tits. Um, my shits are, I just had like a really hard day yesterday where everything just seemed to be, it hadn't been my day, my week, my month, or even my year, and no one was there for me to quote friends-ish. I just had a really hard day and had kind of like a breakdown without the breakthrough part, which usually when I like a breakdown, I, I, I really hope there's a breakthrough, but it was just a breakdown. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I'm trying to find the breakthrough part, which might be that I have a severe hormonal imbalance <laughs> that is going to make me take a Honestly, lot of medication. I feel like that would be a breakthrough. Yeah, like I I think that would be good because at least you can start treating it. Not knowing what's going on is a lot worse. Right, but then the alternative, if it's not that, is just that I'm fat, angry, and sad. Well, you deal with that. Let's hope it's some... Is it fat, angry, or sad, or is it a hormonal imbalance during a pandemic? Who knows? <laughs> Stay tuned to Momtourage to find out. Oh, my God. All right. Well, my tits are, I was upstate with uh, Zach and my parents. We had a good, it was just nice. It felt safe, and um, I felt just really good and happy, you know? It was like I was surrounded by people that I really love, and it just felt nice. I don't know. My shits are... I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm just having a hard emotional time the past couple of days. That's it. We do know it's that new moon in Aries, actually. Yeah, that new moon really did a tizzy on me. Fuck you, new moon. But also don't fuck you because you also bring great things. Right. It's all about growth, but like, wow, it makes you suffer before that growth, Oh, so angry. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's really it. Mine's pretty short. I'm entertaining this week. Yours is pretty (laughs) short, like my temper. And mine. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Stay tuned because up next we're talking to Erica and Ariel of Snack Riot. Today's guests are the moms behind the company called Snack Riot. Please welcome Erica Wagner and Ariel Diskin. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having us. While we're doing this, I am going to be eating the Vermont uncured pepperoni turkey stick. I'm hella excited about that because I love some jerky. One of my things. I'm going to eat some hip peas, chickpea puffs that are vegan white cheddar as I have my beer because I feel like that is such an awesome combo, especially since it's the first thing I'm putting inside my body aside from coffee. So ladies, there's two of you. Can you intro yourselves? Can you tell us how old your kids are? Any fun stuff like that? So I am one of the two members of Snack Riot. I'm Arielle, uh, and I have three kids. My oldest is nine. She's a girl that rules the roost, uh, Sloan, and then JR, who is eight. And then I have a little tiny uh, mischievous guy named Russell, who is four. Uh, and they are uh, the three musketeers, and they are pretty much crazy together all the time, which is fun and 
super nuts. I love that name. I love all those names. They're so good. Thank you. And I am Ariel's second better half, um, Erica. And I have three kids. My oldest is just turned 12 like a week ago, which is bugging me out. He's in middle school now. Um, And then I have Ollie, who's a fourth grader, and Marlo, who's a second grader. You guys are killing it in the name game. Can I just say that? Really killing it. (laughs) Thank you. Marlo and JR happen to be an old married couple. They like walk together. They share a snack together. They meet in the peace garden. They're super cute. Together. Yes. (laughs) And Sloan and JR, let's see how we met when Sloan and um, Ollie were in the fours together. And then, um, and Ariel was just moving out here from the city. And then Marlo and JR started in the twos together. We're in Westchester. Um, This is like our secret SMR episode where you're just going to hear like chewing and swallowing and people will just get relaxed from those SMR sounds. <laughs> Listen, you really hit the nail on the head with Ashley and I with snacks because, I mean, I know all mothers, there's that meme of Beyonce and um, Blue Ivy being like, even if you're Beyonce, you're the holder of the snacks. Ashley and I are basically just crap snack food and healthy snack food lovers from way back. Tell us why snacks? Like, why was it important for you to do a business around snacks, which we love and the name is great? Oh, thank you. Um, Well, so basically the whole MO of Snack Riot is to be a service that connects busy, health-conscious people, so hello families, with clean and delicious snack brands. And Snack Riot was really born out of our own personal needs. You know, as our kids got older, we realized snacks really went from quality to more of a volume numbers game issue, you know, and you could go to Costco and buy four dozen chips, but then there's like snack fatigue and you can't even like pawn them off on carpool, like everyone gets sick of it. And so we were really just trying to keep our rotation fresh because, you know, once your kids are in elementary school, you need to send them with like a mid-morning snack, something to go with the sandwich in the lunchbox, and you pick them up after school. Of course, they're starving. There's carpool, there's play dates, there's sports sidelines, there's so much stuff. So you just need snacks. So we thought there's got to be more options than that are on our local shelves. Like we need there's a bigger universe than we're aware of. So we went to Chicago a few years ago for our, like our first trade show, which is wild to go to a trade show where it's just snack after snack. I mean, like at, by the end of the trade show, we're sharing one chip. By wild, I hope you mean heaven on earth because that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's like when you go to Costco hungry. And you just eat all the little samples. Yes. So we realized there's all this awesome stuff that, you know, we don't have access to. And we thought between New York City and our local Whole Foods, we were kind of set. But no, all the cool stuff's out west. It starts in Boulder and then it goes west. Um, and there's just so many cleaner, healthier versions of what we call like the recess classics. The stuff we all grew up eating. So many better alternatives to goldfish these days. I'm eating this uh, Rice Krispie treat. I guess it's, it's called a rice treat because because it's not made with Rice Krispies. And it's naturally gluten-free, made in a peanut-free facility, and really good. I was trying to find a calorie information on here just for my own sake, but it is delicious, so I highly recommend. And I would just like to say I've already ripped through two snacks, finished those hip peas, started to go into these ZZ's Ranch roasted chickpeas, and now I'm doing some barbecue with. Really like an all-you-can-eat kind of gal. Anyway, continue. I love your little lunch buffet. It's so easy to grab a snack. As a mom, you don't have to think of preparing food for yourself. 
You want, just want to grab a snack because your belly's hungry, right? And so we wanted to tell moms you don't have to grab goldfish or something that's high in calorie and low in protein, even though it might be good for the kids for a little opportunity. You can also grab something great. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Snack Riot offers. When we started, we really were laser focused <laughs> on the idea of finding new snacks for you to give to your kids. But pretty early on, all of our feedback was really that the parents were sneaking the snacks before the kids saw the box. Because you know, totally. the turkey you just ate, that's like a great snack. You don't need to be a kid. You yeah. Kind of all of our snacks are for everyone, big and little. You know, like the ZZs you're eating, those chickpeas, that's an amazing brand that started in schools. So all every skew that they have is free of like the top eight to 10 allergens, but chickpeas, that's like a great roasted chickpea snack for a grown-up. Speaking to what you just said about it being for the parents, true funny story. As I went down to get the Snack Riot box from the closet for this episode, my partner was downstairs. I noticed that half the snacks were gone, even though I wrote in Sharpie, please do not touch this right now. It's for recording. And I just got into a little fight with my man being like, I told you not to touch the snacks. I'm trying to record. They're trying to, and he goes, they were just too delicious. I had to touch the snacks. I was like, okay, we will talk about this later, but that is a testament to you and exactly what you just said in that sometimes the parents just get to them first. They're just too delicious. Yeah. I mean, as Ariel said, you know, we are all busy and we all are trying to save time wherever we can. And so sometimes if that's grabbing a healthy snack instead of, you don't have the time to put peanut butter on an apple and slice it up and bring it in the car. You know, it's good to have good options on hand. You know, it's no secret that the pandemic has affected all of us businesses personally in one way or another. Was Snack Riot affected by the pandemic? Did it have, I would almost venture to think it had more of a positive impact on your business. It had a positive and a negative just like everybody had. No, there was no inventory, you know, there were just bigger problems in the world, you know, and if you had inventory, you were donating it to a hospital for their staff. I mean, and then we had one snack right subscriber reach out and say, you know what, every month when I get my box, it makes my family happy. She had a team of 40 people. She said, let me send 40 boxes to my crew just to let them know I'm thinking of them and like hang in there. And this was like late March. So it was like very early on. Um, So we wrote a little note card from her and sent sent her team a box. And then it kind of spread through her company. And then before we knew it, you know, we sent almost a thousand boxes to this company's teams across the country. So on a positive side, the pandemic really kicked off our corporate snack support program. So fast forward a year later, and we have two equally important business paths. One are monthly subscribers, which are mostly personal families. And then it's just a corporate front, you know, so people sending it to their teams just to say thank you or as a reward or hang in there, you know, whatever they're, you know, a podcast host recently sent, you know, 20 to all their recent guests. So it's just being used for multiple purposes. It really is such a great little thinking of you gift, you know, or a little thank you because it's chock full of yummy stuff that people may not otherwise buy themselves, which I always think is, you know, the marker of a great gift. It's just like a nice little healthy, you know, a healthy thought almost, if you get what I'm saying. 
Yes, it's totally practical. Everyone needs snacks. What a wonderful gift. Like that's a a really, really great idea. I was going to say in a timely way, my mom um, for years and years, she just retired, was a nurse. She's like the queen of being like what to give a nurse's staff if you have a relative that's been in the hospital. She's like, we get enough donuts. Nurses are like the most unhealthy people around. (laughs) We need something that's quick. Vegetable plate. Snack right would be so perfect because they don't really have time to take a break. Yeah. And they want something that's healthy. So if you have a relative that's in a hospital or someone just gave birth and you want to like, since this is a mom pad podcast, and you want to like show your support for the nursing staff, this would be a great thing to gift a nursing staff. Yes. They are used to getting shit food, chocolate, donuts, because it's quick and easy. This would be so much healthier and better. Yeah, thank you. That's a good idea. We we haven't thought of that. And you could keep it in your scrub pocket for like that quick snack. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who orders a box for nurses will throw in extra swag. We love that your business was started by two moms who are friends, just like Ashley and I. What's your relationship like now? And how has it been working in a partnership with your best friend? Because this is something that Ashley and I talk about all the time. I have have so many things to say. I have to think where to begin. Also, we're assuming you guys are best friends. Whether we want to be or not. Yeah. (laughs) As we were saying, we met at preschool drop-off and we pretty much became friends instantly. And, you know, we were friends for three, four years before we had the idea, really, of Snack Riot. Throughout those four years, our kids, you know, were together more and more often. On one of the many days that my two of my kids were at Erica's house, she called me up and she was like, I have no chips. These kids are starving. Can you pick up something on your way over? I said, sure. She knows how particular I am. So when I stopped at the store, I picked up four bags of alternative tortilla chips, whether they're made from bean flour or cassava flour or ham um, flour. And I brought them over. These kids devoured the ranch flavor, the nacho flavor, the chipotle lime flavor. And they got the bean fields were Doritos, which was like a huge bore. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they they just, it was like an aha moment. And Erica was like, Ariel, you have to do this for me every month. I need this in my life. Yeah. So so that, that was kind of like our aha moment to start it. But then, you know, just knowing each other well, we realized like our skill sets are, I don't know if we have any skills that are the same. Like they're all, or food tastes that or are the food same. food tastes, yeah. She's like more wheatgrass, I'm more Oreo. <laughs> um, but like, our, but we meet in the middle, which is what we're going to accomplish. I'm more Oreo too. Yeah. And I'm more wheatgrass. Like I'll have Taco Bell for dinner and be totally okay with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And to this day, every snack that is included in the box, we all taste. um, Including our panel of kids and husbands and friends and friends and all sorts of stuff. Because everybody has different tastes. And so we kind of need need a spattering of people. Yeah. There's things that she loves and I hate and vice versa. Yeah, but we realized like our skill sets, while totally different, Ariel started as a kindergarten teacher. I was more like corporate America publishing type thing. They really complement each other. I think since day one, we've had, you know, like we have mutual respect for each other and like the lane that they're in. And we try to let that person stay in their lane while we stay. Yeah, because we really don't cross over much in terms of we're two people, you're two people, you have to do it all. So 
we also it's we've also lot. said many times and Erica reminds me is that we are friends first. We take it as that all the time with disagreements, with conversations, with hard conversations. That's where we start first and then we go from there. That's nice. That's like a good tip for women working together. You know, for Carrie and I, one of our big things is we set boundaries very early on. Like, this is how we're going to handle this and that's how we're going to handle that. And I feel like that has really helped us. What do you think, Carrie? We kind of had some hard, fast rules in the beginning before we got things rolling. I think it helped because as things get complicated and as it gets further along, it's hard to like go back a little bit. It's worth it to go back, but it definitely We didn't know each other when we were matched up together. So I think that also helps. Like, we didn't come from a place of friendship initially. Right. On Mondrage, yes, but we were doing something else before and we were set up. Exactly. And same thing with the skill set. We always joke that I'm like an idea canon, but I have almost zero follow through or organization. And Ashley's like, can you fucking put it in a spreadsheet, please? Like put it in a spreadsheet. I don't use my folders in my email. Ashley like has an aneurysm. She's like, no folders. I was like, no, that's what the search bar is for. That's like my motto. That's why it's better. You just respect that that's how that person works. And then there's the trust. I think the key thing is I've never really been in a relationship, business relationship or working relationship. functioning business relationship? Because me neither. I just mean in general, like I'm the girl who does the school project and is like, it's cool, guys. I got the whole thing. I'm like a control freak. You guys, you can just go ahead and smoke pot. I'll finish your class project because it's going to be great. I've never really been able to trust that someone's going to do something at the caliber that I want it done. And so the fact that Ashley and I are different and we respect how each other works simply because her product is as good as mine and I understand that and I respect that and I know that I don't have to worry. Sidebar, I had this thought that Snack Riot would be really good for your stoner friends. I don't know if two moms want that advertised, but I think stoner friends would really enjoy receiving a Snack Riot box. Erica is a diehard fish fan. Yeah. We know what you're saying. We're starting to pop up on college campuses, which is awesome. Clever, 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 ladies. There might be a correlation. I don't know. Every time we have, you know, badass, I hate using mom boss, but I'm going to go with it because I just have not figured out the good term yet. But we like to ask them some quick fire questions, mostly because we want to learn your tips. Uh, So are you ladies ready for this? Absolutely. Sure. All right. First question question. First thing you think every mom should outsource if she has the means to? The cleaning, not the tidying, but the real cleaning with the Swiffer and the mop. I like that too, but I did learn during the pandemic that my kids, if given a brush and some real directions, they're not, they're not as bad. I thought like we weren't really going to go down, but we were okay. I would love a chef Mm. and bad cook and just don't have the time for it. First thing you gave up during the pandemic and you've decided, fuck it, no need to go back to that. Or will you go back to it? Um, So I gave up exercise classes. I will definitely go back only because that was my only real peace of mind time, but Something I will not go back to is having plans with people out of obligation that I don't really want to spend my time with. Amen, sister. Yeah. I actually got a Peloton and I realized I don't need exercise classes to an extent. What has been your biggest challenge each as business one? I really think it's explaining my job that this is my job and it's not a side hustle and I'm not blowing anybody off. And also finding a balance between work time, home time, me time, because I just don't know if balance ever really exists. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that. We've talked to a lot of women and they say there's no such thing as the balance. You just have to choose to be shitty at one, a little bit shittier at one thing and then hope the next month you rotate it back around so that the whole thing doesn't go I really agree with that strategy. Either answer this separately or answer it together. What has been your biggest business fail so far? Because I think fails are the best way to learn and they're not really fails. They're just like win light. Well, I think we would have the same answer. When we first started for about the first six months, People could subscribe as just like a one-time trial. And the nature of a subscription model is there should be some, you're coming back. And we had so many people come to the brand and we, we just didn't set up our model correctly at the beginning. And that was a big missed opportunity because it was so many people to go back and reintroduce the brand to. And it was really as simple as they clicked the one-time trial button. There were only two buttons, you know, like we, we needed to diversify our options. I I actually think there's one other and we would share in this is okay. that we didn't realize that even when we we've hired consultants along the way, even when you have someone who is an expert in what they say or an expert in, you still have to very closely monitor what they're doing. And we hire an expert and we let her run with what she was doing. And it really ended up being that we needed to have much more oversight. And so that was something it was a job for us as well. It took yeah. something off our plate, but also added something. That's interesting. Yeah. So in that same vein, what's been your biggest win? business-wise? I think that the brands that we work with, like all of the snack brands, like when you go on our site and you see our brand page, like we've worked and continue to work with so many really amazing brands. Some like huge ones that you know, some that, you know, someone discovered at the Santa Monica farmer's market, you know, like big yeah. and small. And just that these brands allow our Snack Riot box physically to be the vehicle to introduce so many people to their brand. I think it's an honor and that's just a very cool thing that we've been able to partner with the cool brands that we have and I love to hear their stories and Ariel does a really good job supporting them via social and and just getting to work with them I think it's been very cool thank you ladies so so much for joining us tell the people can you give people ideas of pricing where they can find you how they can sign up all the good stuff they need to get on the Snack Riot train so you can find Snack Riot on our website at snackriot.com also we're our shenanigans Anigans are on Instagram at the Snack Riot. We're also on Guilt. You can find us Guilt special. Yes, we do. I saw that. I feel like that's cool. So we're having fun with that. Each Snack Riot box is $38. Amazing. Amazing. Corporately go to your teams on our site and you just submit a super turnkey form and we can, Ariel and I literally touch every box that goes out to make sure it looks perfect for when you send it to your team. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. We're going to be continuing continuing to talk about Snack Riot throughout the rest of this episode and we're going to be testing more snacks while we talk because you know who doesn't love having chewing in their ear I'm working on my dessert of the banana brittle that's coming up next that's a good one thank you guys so much for having us thank you So this weekend, I had the pleasure and pain of hosting my younger sister and my stepmom and my sister's three kids for the first time in my brand, brand, brand spanking new home. And I just want to, first of all, we haven't seen each other in a long time because pandemic. We had missed holidays and all sorts of things. So we were trying to do all of this and kind of catch up for Christmas, Easter, everything, you know, all because now we're all vaccinated. Let me preface this by saying that um, my sister and I had not, I don't want to say turbulent because that makes it sound way too dramatic. 
dramatic, but my sister and I were not always close. She's my half sister. She is 14 years younger than me. In some ways we are super alike, but in a lot of ways we're extremely, extremely different. I also just want to say I'm trying to let there be hemp green free hemp chips and vegan rant. How are they? Good. I like them. I love a ranch. Mm, you know I love too. a ranch. Ranch, ranch, ranch. Okay, let's continue this conversation over ranch. Me love ranch mm-hmm. long time. So anyway, my sister's kids came. We have very different parenting styles. We always knew this, but it came to a head a little bit because she has three boys, uh, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a week, couple weeks year old in my new house where we, as many of you know, Lee and I are particular about our things and have a lot of nice things. And we have a lot of rules about what the kids can touch and what the kids can't touch. It led to some tricky situations where I took it upon myself to discipline her kids. And I also had to deal with like parents staying with you uh, for a longer period of time. And I've had to deal with this a little bit with my mother, my, my not my stepmom, but my, my real mom. So today we're going to talk a little bit about should you discipline other people's kids and also the dynamic of having um family stay with you for I just want to say that as an only child this is why I don't like the idea of anyone staying at my house for too long or vice versa because or even just like sleeping over for a night I never really feel fully comfortable unless it's like my best 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 friend in the world and then you also have to be best 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 friends with their partner because they can be on board and their partner could not be on board it's just like it's not worth me feeling uncomfortable yeah I mean this was because they're family my personal opinion I don't even know if I agree with that like now it is I mean, what are you going to do? It's family. Let's be realistic. I mean, truly, we usually come to their house for this reason. But I have a new house. They wanted to see see my new house. And yeah, of course. Right. We consulted Parents Magazine as well as Psychology Today, you know, two actual sources of good information. Not peer reviewed journals, but almost. Pretty much. So, Parents, Parents Magazine, I'm just going to, I'm more interested in what our actual feelings are, not science or important information. But Parents Magazine basically says, like, you kind of shouldn't discipline other people's kids because you don't want to offend the kids' parents. However, if it's dangerous, you know, they they talk about carpool situations, playground situations, bad playdates. And really, they only say you should intervene if someone's getting hurt, like biting or pushing or, you know, bad table manners, don't do that. Dirty words don't, you know. It's really when it's like dangerous. Now, I think the danger of your family is, I always say, you can offend your family because they you, you're stuck with them. They have to be with yeah. you forever. And maybe other people would disagree with that, but I think that we are all, my motto is you can be sh- a little bit shitty to your family because you're usually not shitty to them. They have skin in the game. They want to they wanna be with you. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, I have to say in this experience, is that I realized this is the part of the problem that's me. I was really triggered by her oldest son. And that feels really immature of me to be like, I was triggered by Oh my God, I'm triggered by children all the time. Why do you think I don't like them? I was triggered by him because he he seems kind of like a little bit like my dad in that he uses some of his emotional stuff to get what Mm. he wants. Now, granted, that sounds like every toddler, but- it just was extra. And he also inadvertently taught Luna a lot of like bad habits. Like he taught her how to jump out of her crib. So then we had to go to a big girl oh. bed this week. He told her that a lot of her toys were babyish. And now she's telling me that she wants to give her toys away because they're all baby toys. He taught her how to throw shit in the house and bang against the glass and stuff like that. So it was like really disruptive to our life. Not to mention a bunch of shit was broken. I both handled it terribly and then eventually handled it well. Really yelled at him as if he were an adult in a pro 
appropriately because I was triggered. And then I realized I was a tri- triggered, apologized How to my sister. How did she feel about it? She thought he was an ass too. We only kind of got into an actual scuffle. She said that she was going to leave my house early with the kids. And I said, you're going to let a three-year-old control an entire family's getting together after a year of not seeing each other. Then he wins. And she goes, but he's a child and he's got an emotional issue. I was like, everyone in this family has an emotional issue. How's he going to learn how yeah. to cope? Unless, And then my stepmom got on her side for a second because my sister is the baby and everybody kind of takes her side and always has saying that I'm like mean to her or whatever. So we basically started, we had moved past the dynamic we've had forever. And for this moment in time, it went back to that original dynamic of Carrie is rude in particular and everyone needs to like take care of Which I'm sure Gina. was very more triggering for you than, you know, the kids stuff. Right. And then my stepmom was like, but he's so young. I was like, is he? Because he's not. He's three years old. You guys aren't setting him up for success. You're not setting him up to be able to handle this. He is going to have to go to school someday. He is going to have to do all this stuff and he needs to know how to deal with it. I'm not a stranger. I'm not a molester. We're not asking him to do anything. His parents are literally here. He's just trying to control the situation. So anyway, when I broke it down a little bit, my stepmom eventually agreed with me and my sister and I just kind of like let it drop for now. And then I I just decided to be a grown up. had a conversation with her and where I just told her she was doing a good job. It was hard and I'm sorry if I offended her today or any other day. And that worked. And then I tried to take some like one-on-one time with him to try to really talk to him because I know what he really wants is attention. But it was really fascinating because I continued to be triggered, but I had to be the bigger person because I'm a fucking adult, not a child. But, you know, I don't know how it will continue to affect our relationship. Like, I have to go there and help her. She has to have surgery. I'm going there by myself without Luna, basically parenting her kids for a week while she recovers for surgery. So we're going to have to come up with something. I mean, it'll be on her turf. So the breaking of things will not be as bad, but I am a disciplinarian. I really am. And my sister is not. I have to try to figure out a better way to work this. Like, I'm really curious, listeners who have siblings, how do you handle like disciplining, you know, your nieces and nephews, especially when your your family's not asking you to do so, but you're like, I can't be in this situation (laughs) unless I do. I mean, I would like to hear like, shout out, please tell us like how you handle this. Like, what is your opinion? Family dynamics are tricky. I mean, my family dynamics are hella tricky without putting the kids and discipline and behavior in it. It's already tricky, which kind of will lead us to the next segment. But I mean, how? I mean, I know you don't have the same experience. I don't know if Matt has the experience. No, with his because Matt, siblings, Matt but doesn't really give a shit. In all honesty, and he he hasn't had a lot of experience around kids since Sebastian's been born. You know, his nieces and nephew live far away, so we've only seen them for a little bit. It's hard for me to speak on it because for me, it's just like I have a very low tolerance in general for most things, and I realize this about myself. And mostly, my way of dealing with that is I don't put myself in scenarios, which is easy for me to say, not you, because that's your sister and your nephews, and I just avoid. Like, if I don't like someone, I just avoid them at all costs. Not that you don't like your nephew, but I'm just trying to explain how I just avoid scenarios because I have the ability to do that. So I don't know. I mean, really, this has not been an issue. My son has barely gone to school in person, so it's not like we've had to really deal with playdates. The only kid I ever interact with is Luna, and you and I are very similar, and I have no problem with you schooling my kid, and I don't think you have any issue with me schooling your kid. 
kid. No, and I even said the last time you were here and I disciplined Seba yeah, you for were like, something. Is that okay? I was like, was yeah. that okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, honestly, I get tired of being the one who has to tell him to stop doing shit. So I actually welcome someone else being like, yo, not cool. As long as it's reasonable. And we have very yes, similar parenting exactly. styles. In fact, Luna was like, I miss Seba. I wonder what Seba's doing. I was like, I know. Seba and you are similar yes. style. Yes. You know, pandemic has made parenting for me. Like I even don't even, I'm, I, I'm not even familiar with certain scenarios because I just haven't been in them. Everyone also knows like, I don't want to watch your kid. <laughs> I don't know what else right. we do. So I wish I could be of more help to you here. I personally think like, yeah, within reason, if a kid is in your home and they're breaking stuff, this is no nothing. I'm not trying to talk shit on your sister in any way. I very right. much like Gina. But if a kid was in my home and the per- the parent is not stopping them from doing things that are hurting my house, then I'm absolutely going to step it. I mean, my, step- my stepmom has notoriously also always broken shit whenever she oh. comes for a visit. Since the beginning of time. It's also like my stepmom and my dad are kind of like yeah. Wreck-It Ralphs just in general. Yeah. And also just not particular about cleanliness or like that kind of, that's not their thing. So my sister was raised like that too. I think my sister is a little bit better than my stepmom because of her OCD, but it's just like the difference between being raised with my mom and being, my sister was raised with my dad. It's like a very if different thing, shit, you know? As a kid, I'm not saying that like all hell would break loose, but I was definitely taught to be very considerate of people's space, of people's things, of their possessions. I remember I stole GAC. Remember GAC? The yep, synopsis mm-hmm. is I stole GAC from Stephanie Lupu because she wouldn't let me play with it. I was in like first or second grade. She was like, that's not your GAC. It's mine. And I said, no, it's my GAC. She went to my mom after school, like when my mom was picking me up and she said, Ashley stole my GAC. And my mom was like, is that true? And I was like, no, it's my GAC. My mom's like, I buy you everything. I would know if it's your GAC. She's like, right, you stupid like, bitch. I try to, <laughs> if you're going to lie, be smarter, bitch. I was in trouble right. for that. And rightfully so, right? Like it, there is a good yeah. reason because that is not a nice way to behave. So if Sebastian was in someone's house and he was constantly breaking shit or doing things, I would expect a parent to do the same thing. How about this? I have an uncle-ish person who his son, when he was little, it was either Dylan or JJ, I don't know, some child in my family when they were little, took a Sharpie to my mom's sofa. A Sharpie. Oh, dear God. Remember my mom kind of being kind of like, oh, you know, but not really saying anything and being like, it's okay, it's okay, because above all, you have a guest in your house, you should make them feel welcome. But I don't think their parents really got upset with them. And if I ever drew on someone's furniture with a Sharpie, it would not be good. It would not be good. It's funny you should say that because Tucker drew on his own mother's couch with a Sharpie the week before he got here. And I was like, Like, hide all Sharpies. Yeah. And the discipline, in my sister's opinion, she disciplined him, but not in my opinion. Like she did try. It's just our parenting right, styles are do really, really different. And our history is different. That's the most important thing, I think. Our emotional history, our parenting history, our trying to become parents or wanting to become parents, the whole shebang is it. just so incredibly different. And it speaks to yes. all of this. I'm an only child. She isn't. She's my half-sister, but I was raised as an only child and she was not. She was raised with a sibling. Like, that makes a huge difference because when you're an only child, you know where your shit is all the time. And your no eye, your someone's shit. eyes are on you all the fucking time. So if you have mothers like you and I did, you couldn't get away with shit because someone would always no. know what you were doing because there's just one of you. And also you had a young mom and I had a right. single mom. Our moms had to take us yep. places because there wasn't an option. 
my mom being a single mom and your mom being a young mom. Like that's just what had to happen. So we had to know how to behave or else there wasn't an option. Who was going to watch us? We had to do it. You know, I'm not crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but I'm not crazy in this way where accidents happen. Like I get it. Shit's going to get broken, but the like purposeful destruction or the destruction because no one's watching or the destruction because a kid thinks it's okay. That's really not okay for me. Accidents, fine, whatever. It's only stuff. But the just like continualization of it. And then to see like now it affect my daughter because now I have to untrain her to do that because she thought that was cool. And then I see Gina's middle kid do the same thing that the brother's doing. I'm like, well, this is just, and he's a good kid. He's a sweet boy, but he needs a little work that I think that right now my sister's a little overwhelmed and I, I'm not I don't even think I'm talking out of school my sister is a little bit overwhelmed of course she, she has three boys one of which is a newborn it's completely understandable that she would be overwhelmed right and it's totally normal that the oldest would of be course. acting out because all of a sudden there's all this change and the pandemic anyway it was a tricky situation the other part of this that I want to talk about is psychology today talks about ways to handle like long-term visits like they think about in reference to the holidays or whatever I mean you and I have situations where people come and stay with us to help yeah. with our kids. Sometimes or vice for a little versa, bit longer. Like we Max stay parents. with somebody for help with our kids. Yeah. Right. Your parents, my parents, you know, we have people coming to stay with us. So here's some things that they tips for visits. Some of these apply to us. Some of them don't, but I think it's useful. One is don't leave it to your partner to plan for the visit or entertain Duh. for your family. Duh. I don't want Literally, them to. If that were the case, I wouldn't know they were coming until the day they fucking rang my doorbell. <laughs> Duh. Exactly. Duh. Connect one-on-one. Invite each family member to do something one-on-one with you rather than the okay. whole bunch. Yeah. Duh. Structure the length of the visit. Again, duh. Meaning what? Like have plans? We'll just say like you can stay for a long Got weekend. It. Don't, Don't keep it open Don't say like stay as long as you want. Right. Like make it a thing. Get space. So take breaks duh. as needed during visits. That was important though. I didn't think about that because Luna needed a break from them. That was something I hadn't factored in. Was that Luna needed a break. It was too loud, too many people. I had to give her a break from the other kids, which wasn't something I thought about. Anticipate the hot spots. Know your family well enough to know what will trigger you, what screw-ups might happen. I sort of plan for that, but not enough. Set reasonable goals. Survival is a reasonable goal for a family visit, but set goals. Like, try not to make it like, this is going to be the best thing ever. Like, set realistic goals. And then try to manage contact with your family in a mature and thoughtful way, which I didn't do at first, and then came around to try to be, That's not so dumb. That's a hard one. People get caught up. Family can be very triggering, and it's a very... And it brings you back to the way you acted the first time it happened, which is like... Like, like a little tiny and whiny baby. And it's also fears you had as a baby. It's just, that's a very loaded thing. That's not a duh thing. Well, that's interesting. That's good to know. What do you moms think? Let us know. Send us a DM on at Momtourage Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. We want to hear what you think, how you feel about this, what your thoughts are. And maybe we'll share it on the show. Hashtag swag bag. This week, hashtag swag bag. We've already told you guys. Today's episode is sponsored by Erica and Ariel of Snack Riot. It is, as they told you, $38 for the subscription. These boxes are amazing. We've told you for thank you gifts, for corporate gifts, for your stoner friend gifts. They have been so kind to offer Momtourage listeners 20% off their purchase using code MOMTRAGE. So head to snackriot.com, use code MOMTRAGE, and get 20 
20% off your box. And let me tell you, we've tried all the snacks at this point, even the ones you're not hearing us eat on the show. Well, my husband, Lee, tried half of the snacks that I didn't get a chance to taste, but he says they were delicious. I haven't had one bad snack. Of course, there are a couple of things I haven't gotten to yet because I'm trying to lose weight, thank you, but everything has been so good. So we really do recommend this. Um, Your kids are going to like it. You can feel confident giving it to your kids, which is real nice. We love you all. Go buy your Snack Riot box, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.